Welcome to Blind Date with a Book, the podcast that sets you up with your book, Meet Cute. This is a special bonus episode where we're talking to Alex McElroy, author of The Atmospherians. Alex, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. It is so nice to talk to you. Uh, Both Elena and I really enjoyed your book, so we wanted to definitely get you on the pod and ask you a few questions today. But first, we have to know... Uh, a few answers to some of our dating app questions. Okay, so first I, of all, I'm ready. Okay, perfect. So what what would be your dream Saturday? Describe a couple of of elements that would make up a dream Saturday for you. Okay, okay, great. Let's see. So I wake up early. Um, so I want to get up and get a bagel before anyone else does, or at least like be there with the early crowd. Uh, and then instead of eating it there, I would bring it back to my place and just hang out. It would probably be a bagel and everything bagel with cream cheese and cucumbers. I'd bring it back to my place, drink a lot of coffee. Hopefully I'd sit outside and just sort of hang out and read until about 11. And then I would bike somewhere. I don't know where, probably a park, and hang out with some friends, maybe go for a walk, uh, and then just sort of like daze through the day, not really sure what's going on, uh, and then see a matinee movie. Uh, I don't really care what's playing, but something. Uh, and then I would go out for dinner after that and hopefully meet up with some other friends. So that's that's a pretty dream day for me. That sounds absolutely amazing. Have you gotten a chance to do that much lately? Uh, no, not exactly. I actually saw my first movie in theaters last week. So I am still I haven't made it to the matinee session of my life yet. Uh, but I'm getting there. So I've had I've had things that are pretty similar to that one. Um, but I haven't had the full experience yet. Well, I hope you get back into it soon. Thank you. And then the other question we wanted to ask is, have you ever been on a blind date? I haven't. I've been on a lot of dating updates, but never a blind date. Uh, so I, I don't even know if they happen anymore. Do they like, or like what would need to happen for them? Like traditionally it's like a friend who sets you up on one, right? I totally consider the dating apps almost like that because you truly don't know exactly what you're getting into until you actually meet the person, I think. Okay. Then yeah, then I can include them. (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah. (laughs) Happy, Happy to include them as well. So yes, yes, I have been if we're, if we're being generous with our definition of a a blind date. Okay, perfect. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the Atmospherians? Um, Just give a little synopsis of what it's about. Yeah. The Atmospherians is about two best friends, Sasha and Dyson, who start a cult to reform problematic men. Uh, It is a satire and it exists in a, I would say, near-ish future or an alternate reality to our contemporary moment, uh, even though there is no real timestamp on the book. Um, But many of what, a lot of what happens in the book takes place at a time very similar to ours. Uh, Sasha is a disgraced influencer whose career has been cut short after a online troll blames her for taking his own life Uh, and dyson is a former extra uh, who is no longer getting roles in hollywood anymore he was not only an extra but an extremely successful extra Uh, but he hated the idea of never having a primary role so together they start the atmosphere uh, which is designed to turn men into extras they use the term atmospherians Uh, hopefully they're going to teach men to stand in the background that is dyson's goal and of course, things 
go off the rails immediately and they are in way over their heads and they have to contend with trying to fix these 12 strange toxic men who join them at a former summer camp in southern New Jersey. I actually cannot think of a more unreliable narrator than I've read that I've read this year than <laughs> Sasha. Like, <laughs> what? Like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. like when she's describing the first night and it's sort of the retrospective view and she's like, oh, we didn't mean for that to happen. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really exciting to hear. And that's something that was like super important and became like really necessary for me. Like as I was, you know, going through the book and thinking about like how she is constantly someone who's telling a story. And the role of narrative is really important in the book for me. And Sasha's always sort of aware of how she's presenting herself, which I think a lot of us are extremely aware of how we're presenting ourselves in a in the like capital D digital age. What what uh, influencers are you obsessed with? Like what what were some of your inroads in the social media space for this book? Yeah, so I would say. It really like wasn't that many. I feel like when I like do research, I sort of like do the research and then get out. The person I was most obsessed with, uh, influencer wise, was definitely Lil Michaela, uh, oh. who is a computer generated influencer, and she's extremely uncanny. There are so many images of her like hanging out with real people. She does product placement. There's a whole backstory for who she is and how she came to be. So she was someone who I was really in interested in uh, as I was writing this book. I was also really uh, interested in, I guess, an abstract idea of influencers who fall in that like 10 to 20,000 follower range. Uh, I've read this book by Malcolm Harris called uh, Kids These Days, The Making of Millennials. And there's an aspect of that book that was really important for constructing my novel, which was he argues that for the millennial generation, there are, say, about three ways to get ahead. Uh, you can either be a profoundly talented athlete from like birth onwards. You can be an extremely brilliant child who's been like indoctrinated into the best schools since age three, or you can accidentally go viral. Um, and that, that can be like the way in which you can have an arts career. And I was really curious about all the people who hadn't really gone viral yet, but who were continuing to try to have a career. Those people in that like 10 to 20,000 follower range, who I think of as like the middle managers of Instagram, um, <laughs> like there have we've you know we've lost corporate jobs or corporate stability, uh, and instead of you know our generation being able to you know get a job at like the local factory or like the local company uh, pushing papers, there's instead a real class of people who are trying to make it by you know hawking like the best types of spatulas or something like that yeah. um you know and they make their money through targeted ads or they receive a ton of free spatulas <laughs> if they can be trustworthy in that sphere and and i was like really curious about those people who like aren't going to be famous influencers but are still making something of a life out of this uh, well, and that i think is like who sasha is she doesn't break out yet but she's sort of on the edge of that well, and there's such a hustle of content creation. And if oh you do God. end up if you do end up stumbling into an audience, there's such a rush to sort of form an ideology so quickly. And you definitely feel that with Sasha Absolutely. trying to come up with 
what is the center of her her sort of being before she joins up with uh, the Atmospherians. It's really interesting. Absolutely. Um, Elena really wanted to know, could you start a cult? What elements of your personality do you think would either help you or hinder you from that process? Yeah, let's see. Could I start a cult? Um, I don't think I'm charismatic enough. I don't think that I... I don't have the patience probably that would, that would be required. Um, but you know, I think anyone can do it. I mean, I think, um, you know, under, under the right circumstances, I, I guess what parts of my personality, I think I, I can probably, I can be pretty good at flattering people. Um, so that's, you know, that's something I'm working on. I, I went through a phase in my life when I was watching a lot of YouTube videos about self-help uh, and Want something that like comes up all the time? This woman saying like, instead of calling yourself a people pleaser, think of yourself as a people betrayer. Um, and so like <laughs> that's that's sort of my problem is that I can be too people pleasy. Um, so, but I think like you know for starting a cult that could be a great aspect. You know, just pleasing a lot of people, getting people on board, getting people excited about what you're what you're selling, what you're telling people. I don't think I'm new agey enough. That would be a problem for me. I'm not spiritual enough. Um, Whenever I say the word vibes, I can't help but say it ironically. So I, uh, so it, it it would be tough. It would be uphill sledding for me to start a cult. Um, but I think I I think I do great as like a number two. You know, I can I can put some Excel sheets together. I can keep track. Um, but yeah, I don't think I I don't think I'd be great. I don't also don't like pictures taken of me. So. I think oh, yeah. that, would, that would be a problem as well. Yeah, because there would have to be some some literature and some advertisements, and that's not that's not my Ugh. role. That gets so cringy. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. So you told us of one book that was influential to you during the writing process. What is another book that you read for researching this process? Yeah. So I guess I'll just uh, again shout out uh, Malcolm Harris's Kids These Days, which I think is an excellent book just about how it feels to be a millennial and so much about the economic conditions of millennialhood. Um, I'll also name, I'll, I'll sneak in two fiction books because they seem to me like a tide for first. Um, Alexander Kleeman's You Two Can Have a Body Like Mine was extremely important tonally for trying to create this book. And I think also the manhood phenomenon in my novel was extremely influenced by Kleeman's uh, Disappearing Dad Syndrome that occurs in that novel. Uh, another book is Catherine Lacey's The Answers. And I also realized the other day that uh, that is a TA book and my The Atmospherians is also a TA book. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, I know, I hadn't even intended it. But but what I really admired about that in an early draft process for me, I was, uh, there were more scenes in which I went into different characters' heads. And Lacey does that really well in The Answers. And that was a huge model for me, even though I didn't eventually take that model. Uh, her ability to create a cast of characters and make them individualized and maintain the thrust of the plot while also moving into different characters' heads to having this sort of big group of different characters uh, who are all performing different but similar roles. In her book, there's something called the girlfriend experiment where a billionaire uh, playboy decides that the problem with all relationships are that we expect someone to be everything for us. So he starts a system in which he has different types of girlfriends, like the romantic girlfriend or the emotional girlfriend or the maternal girlfriend or the angry girlfriend, right? So very similar to the 
templates and the archetypes that I used in my novel for talking about the men. Uh, and I think Lacey does an excellent job uh, moving between these two templates of, or moving between these various templates of girlfriends. Uh, and that was really helpful for me. What's a book that you've read and loved that helped you get out of your head recently or that wasn't in the same kind of space that you're writing and thinking about? Yeah. I, hmm, outside of this space, I would say there's this book, uh, Daryl by Jackie S that I really can't recommend enough. Uh, it's from a small press called uh, Clash Books and it came out actually the same day as mine. And that book is probably my favorite book of the year. It's extremely funny. It is about a man named Daryl who is uh, learning to accept his cuckold fetish. Uh, <laughs> and it's also becomes an exploration of gender identity, uh, of, you know, polyamory of many things. Uh, and I think it's just, it's brilliantly done. It's really funny. It's the book that I was reading and just constantly could not wait to get back to it. And I think tonally it's a real masterpiece as well. So I would highly recommend Daryl by Jackie S. Oh, I love that recommendation. I'm going to go have to look that up after this. Yeah. One final question for you, Alex. What is your favorite uh, local indie bookstore? Where do you hang out the most? Oh, this is this is cruel to ask me. There I are know. so there are so many great ones in New York. Um, okay, I'm going to lie and name a bookstore <laughs> that is actually not near me right now, but was for years my favorite place to hang out. Um, so that all the New York bookstores know that I'm not choosing between them. Um, but I would say Brazos Bookstore in Houston. Uh, when I lived in Houston, when I was getting my PhD, I definitely went to Brazos all the time. It was like a reprieve for me when I was tired of being in school. Uh, I would go to Brazos, pick up a drink, pick up a book, and the next door there was this bar called Under the Volcano, and I would go over there for happy hour and read while. Uh, while having a beer. And that was pretty amazing. So I miss that experience a lot. Uh, and I miss the booksellers at Brazos who were wonderful and who I trusted immensely with their taste. So I'll say Brazos Bookstore in Houston, even though I don't live in Houston anymore. That is totally a wonderful recommendation. And we were noticing we don't know enough Texas bookstores. We haven't been able to recommend them as frequently. So this is a really great rec for all of us. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah, happy to. Alex, thank you so much for making time for us today. And we hope that everyone checks out The Atmospherians. It is such an incredible modern day satire that takes on uh, gender and it takes on cults and it takes on Instagram and social media and white men and all kinds of things that people really do need to read about. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Thanks for listening to Blind Date with a Book. Our show is produced and co-hosted by Kristen Evans, Rachel Mance McKenney, and Elena Nicolau. Our showrunner is Rachel Mance McKenney, and our sound editor is Elena Nicolau. Kristen Evans handles web design and newsletter production. Our theme music was written by Alex Bozzi, and our logo was designed by Chelsea Hill. If you like today's show, please subscribe, rate, and review Blind Date with a Book on Apple Podcasts. Ratings make it even easier for other listeners to find us and join the fun. We'll be back in two weeks with a new guest and more books to recommend. Until then, we hope you're falling for the next book on your TBR pile, whatever it might be.